Hello and welcome to the Are We Okay podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Jemima. And this is a podcast where we're aiming to demystify the creative and freelance world. So we're talking side hustles, redirection, finance, anything that we can do to help navigating these worlds just a little bit easier. Today we are speaking to Natasha Minter. She's a founder of Model Me. She founded Model Me a couple of years ago off the back of her experiences as a model and the sort of changes that she wanted to see within the creative world. Um, I'm really excited to speak to Natasha. I think she really embodies the kind of what we want to do with this podcast and when I found Model Me it just seemed like a business that was already doing what we're sort of trying to do. Yeah exactly it was just really nice to see that that was a thing that was already being created in a different way with her events and things like that so I'm excited to kind of talk about all of that with her so yeah. Natasha thank you so much for coming on Are We Okay? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. No, I'm really grateful. Thanks so much for having me. I think that uh, it's so important to have these conversations and it's normally me doing what you guys are doing. So it's always really funny yeah. when I'm not getting interviewed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, me. The table's, so, yeah. table's turning. Yeah, it was funny. Last week oh we, my did God, it, yeah. we, did, we did a podcast <laughs> and the girls kept turning the questions on us and we were like, oh, oh, wait, no, we're not ready for this. <laughs> so like doing it, we we kind of didn't really realize what we were doing did we we were like like, oh we're asking these questions and actually once they get turned around on us we're like (laughs) yeah I consciously thought about it today I was like don't flip it on them because I knew I would want to do that like (laughs) I think when you interview people so often it just becomes a habit and yeah yeah, I'm I'm super inquisitive anyway naturally so I always want to be like what do you think but I will try (laughs) no it's also so fine but also it's a conversation so we'll go good um, so Natasha, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll go from there? Yes. Oh my God. So hi everybody. My name is Natasha Minter. I am, I introduce myself as the founder and director of Model Me. I'm also an actor, uh, training to be an actor. Um, and I, I model occasionally. I did it full time for a few years and then I quit. Um, and it's just something that I do if I feel passionate about the project or I believe in the brand. Um, But yeah, first and foremost, I'm a woman of faith. I'm I'm a Christian. And that is the reason I do everything that I do. It it leads me down every path that I um, go on, or at least I I try because I'm definitely still a human living in this flesh. Um, But yeah, so I think I try. I also I say that because it's so important for us to not get so consumed is the word I'm going to use uh with our jobs and our identities being our career mm-hmm. and I feel really passionate about that and that's kind of something I'm always hammering in uh through my own social through model me social and it's so funny because as soon as I get asked to introduce myself I'm like so here's all the job things I do yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed out who I really am you know and so yeah yeah uh but that's how I would introduce myself um yeah super blessed to still be running the business that we founded in gosh 2018 and I'm just so grateful that we were able to make that shift in the pandemic you know Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about that so about model me how it started kind of how that's functioning now that you're you know coming through a pandemic and all of that yeah I mean it's an amazing story that I never really get to tell as much anymore because um I don't know I suppose you get to a certain part in your career or in your business where maybe you're kind of like let's not park the origin the origin story but you're like there's more more exciting things to talk about yeah um, for sure so model me was started in 2018 um the longs i'll try and keep it short but there are so many avenues to it um some that are so important i think and so integral to who we are as a brand but i became a model in I got scouted January 2016 I signed paperwork let's say March uh, 2016 so a couple months after and I had a really really fun year as a model like I you know from March pretty much to December I my first biggest campaign was for John Frieda and it was for curly hair and that was kind of like wow like I got celebrated for my curly hair when I, I really hated my curly hair as a teenager so that was quite a big deal. And I just had a really fun year. I love, I love people. I love meeting people. And I am naturally, like I said, very inquisitive. And I, I find people fascinating. I think that each as human beings, we're just so interesting. And we never really get to fully know the extent of another human. Like only I know me, you know, and I find mm. that so interesting. So the industry, yeah, being kind of thrown into that. I mean, I was 22, 20, turning 23 in April. And I remember finishing the year 2016 just kind of a bit puzzled 
Um, I did fashion communication and promotion at Nottingham Trent Uni. Would never have moved to London if I'd never got scouted. I was very kind of against living in the city. I just, I didn't believe that everything happened here. I was mm-hmm. very much one of those people that, I'm from Cheshire, a tiny little village in Cheshire, uh, which is near Manchester. And I never believed that everything lived and breathed in London. And, you know, I think now I get it because I've been here for like five years. But at the time I was like, I just didn't understand it. So when I got scouted and I eventually moved to London that summer, at the end of 2016, I just was puzzled as to why there was no support for people. And I don't just mean models. Mm -hmm. I mean, photographers, makeup artists, designers, stylists, you name it. Everybody had issues. And I don't mean mental health issues, which is a huge thing, but I mean practicality issues business issues people weren't communicating enough so I would turn up to shoots and do you know I have a size six and a half feet and I would be doing shoots in size four feet because my Mm. agent and stylist couldn't communicate and I'd be like why can you not just get the numbers right like what's so difficult about that Mm. so when I started Model Me um, it was with the intent well the idea was birthed out of wanting to support and help people in an industry where nobody wanted to help anyone people just wanted to make money that's how it Mm. felt And I thought, I can't be another one of these people that sits around and complains. And there are so many humans like that on this planet. And I just refuse to be one of them. So I actually decided, right, I'm going to start this brand called Model Me. And I decided, I was like, it's going to be called Model Me. And it's going to be about, it came from a concept of everybody asked me what I ate and everybody asked me what I trained, but nobody asked me about my mind. And that Mm -hmm. really bothered me because as a model, I was constantly scrutinized for what I was eating, how I was training, but nobody once ever asked me you know how's your mind today like how do you feel about someone saying that to you so little did I know I was about to go on the worst mental health journey of my life um I went to Milan four days after I thought of model me so January the 4th and I basically was told long story short that I was disgusting my Milan agency told me I was gross literally she said I don't know how you've done this to yourself you're old enough you should know better you're an embarrassment to us to your agency in London I don't know what did you eat over Christmas she literally looked at me and was like what did you eat and I was like shocked you know like what do you do in that moment I was 23 I thought I knew who I was I thought I was mature enough to know myself and I sat there and I was my jaw was on the floor I didn't know what to say to her and so Basically, long story short, I starved myself for six weeks in Milan. The first week was the most horrific. I lost like nine and a half pounds in a week. It was just unhealthy. It was disgusting. I tortured my body is the truth. And I, you know, don't share the details out of fear that another woman will hear this and do it to herself. So I, mm. I, I come from a family that's got eating disorders. And I, I just at the fear, you know, that I, anyone would ever do that. So I basically had six weeks of crazy starving myself, just doing the worst things to myself. And then in February, I woke up one day and had a moment of sanity, booked a flight back to London, didn't tell anyone. My London agent called me and must have sensed what was going on. And they knew to a degree, but they also didn't know to a degree because I was lying to everyone. I lived a double life and nobody Mm. really knew what I wasn't eating. My trainer that I was working with thought he knew what I was eating. I was lying to him every day. I'd be like, yeah, I've eaten eggs and I hadn't eaten anything. So I came back, had really struggled massively with body dysmorphia for about eight months. I just thought I was gross. I would look in the mirror and just think I was disgusting. I thought, how could anyone ever love me? And I broke up with my four and a half year boyfriend. I thought I didn't deserve him. We weren't supposed to stay together anyway. So in a weird way, that was not a bad thing, but I just thought I was so unlovable. I thought, how could anyone ever love anyone so disgusting? I'm so overweight. I'm so gross. And I was like a UK size 10, you know, and I was just morphed. My mind had been completely manipulated into thinking I was something that I wasn't. So end of 2017, uh, my, my, my dear friend who was my business partner, he basically, um, he sat me down and said, you know what, like, you've got something here that people need help with. Why aren't you helping them? And the truth is I was so scared of being the rejected out of the industry that I so loved. And long story short, I eventually plucked up the courage and started Model Me in March, 2018. Um, And then it was just to create a safe space for people. That's all I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. now our fast forward is really to create a culture of support for creatives Mm -hmm. with their mental health and business. We predominantly run an online membership platform where we do 
around six or seven events a month. Everything is free right now. Our platform is free. All our events are free. We post all our recordings on the platform and the platform eventually will have paid elements to it. And we will launch courses, things like mental health coaches, courses on business. Because I'm really passionate about creatives knowing there's actually a place there for them. Um, and eventually it will be that hub in the same way that we did our physical events. It will be that place where you go and you meet people and you work with them. But right now we've just launched it. So we're in that place. But yeah, the pandemic was actually a blessing for me. I know there are so many, in terms of a business sense, obviously I don't think anyone can ever say that from a losing people perspective, that was a blessing. But from a business point of view, I tried to be really hopeful and really positive. And I am an optimist at heart. So I did just try and look at this and go, right, what can I do? And I was on my own all the time. So I was like, what can I do with all this time? Um, and I'm blessed that I was able to still have a company that didn't go down the pan. And I, I sat there and I prayed every day and I thought, God, you would never give me a business that could go down the pan so easily. Like, I just don't believe that. So yeah, that is basically the very kind of quick, but still long story of Model Me. <laughs> that it's so, I'm, so I'm so good. sorry that, that you had that experience though, because I mean, the fact that as creatives, people have to go through experiences like that to then come yeah. out the other end mm. and then be able to be in a position to help people. But I think that's what's so amazing. And what I loved when I sort of stumbled, because I kind of stumbled upon Model Me when we were kind of thinking about starting this podcast. And I was sort of looking at different um, accounts that were already sort of looking to support creatives. And amazing. that's what I loved about it is that it was so about the support. And mm. I think that's what we're trying to create with this podcast. Yeah, is, sure. Like you said, is people don't want to help people for some reason within within our industries and yeah. I think we so often just stumble into becoming experienced and becoming good at our industries it's like I've been a trainer now for like three or four years I'm suddenly now an experienced trainer but mm. no one ever taught me how to be a trainer mm. I'm just and I think that is something that I just loved about Model Me. I think there's an element in the creative industry where a lot of the time there's this like struggle element to it. So everyone's like yeah. kind of muddling through and struggling and it's, it's that they figure it out kind of on their own and then they feel protective of that. So then they go, well, you've got to figure it out and you've got to figure yeah. it out. And we're kind of going, you included kind of going, why? Like, yeah. why, why can we not just go, all right, this is how you set up this thing. This is how you set up this thing. This is how you do it. Rather than let people like struggle and muddle through for six years or whatever it is. And that struggle might still be there. And it's not to say that that will happen overnight, even with the, even with the rule book in place or the kind of the, the to-dos and how you do these things. Yeah. But at least, at least if you kind of drop the veil and go, right, how can we create community? How can we create clarity over yeah. these things and how you do these things? instead of just going so I think that's sometimes where the where the, the guard is it's like that wall guard thing, isn't it? how did people react when you first um founded model me honestly and I think to this day we still have um a bit of a how can I put it struggle sometimes with the word people are like oh so model means for models I'm like nope uh but I get it I get it I get why people think that because it's got model in the name like I get it and I, I just laugh about it it used to really pee me off I used to be like no it's not for models but I, <laughs> I, I, I totally get it and then people meet me and they go oh yeah of course you're a model of course you created a business from oh, cool, of course and I'm like no I didn't I, like I didn't and I said something really interesting the other day which was about we obviously we created model me um for models but also for the people that work with models and I was having this conversation with a brand and I, I've never really wanted to say it like that because that kind of makes models sound like they're at the top of the hierarchy and that's not true at all because yes it's glamorized like that and yes mm. models are seen I would say the media loves to paint it like that but definitely not and also you know that kind of that sentence it is very true in the sense that that definitely shares with people that we're for every kind of creative and my thing is that I don't want to box people in right we're mm. constantly being boxed in especially as a creative like you know are you a photographer a videographer a cinematographer or a director well what if I do all four like mm. where is the box for that and we're constantly the issue is really and it's going back to what we just said but it's like culture right it's not even our fault. It is the culture. It's the mm. way that it's been pressurized into us. And so that's why I use the word culture in our uh, tagline mission statement now. And 
really model me as counterculture. You know, an example I could give you is culture says cancel people. Cancel culture is mm. huge, right? Mm. Cancel them. If they do something wrong, they step out of line, cancel them. There is no grace for people anymore. We all make mm. mistakes, every single one of us. But unfortunately for many of us, it's not highlighted on the front of the newspaper or all over social media. And we get mm. to hide our mistakes. And so I really disagree with this attitude of let's not have grace for people. Let's not be kind. Let's not accept that people make mistakes. We are all like sinful humans. Like it's just mm. truth. Like if you want to go down that avenue, like that is truth. That's fact. Where is the grace for people? Where is the kindness? So I think for me, that's one element with culture. I think we're so used to ticking a box and saying I'm this. Um, and so for me at Model Me, I always try and say to people, you know, we don't want to box you in. We don't believe in that. And so people ask me all the time, like, oh, well, what kind of creative? I'm like, well, what kind of creative are you? Because I do believe we're all creative at some degree. I think mm. some of us haven't expressed it yet. So when we started Model Me, our first event had 30 people in the room. 15 were models, 15 were creatives, like non-models. And that's when I knew this is bigger than just for models. Because initially I thought maybe only models will come. Because I mm. know that my main circle, I suppose, wasn't just models, but I know that I connected with a lot of models because we had similar issues. And as soon as I opened up and told people about my story in Milan, you wouldn't believe how many mm. models have had that story too. So yeah, for me from the get-go, I suppose um, people were maybe I think confused in the sense that, and we did everything free for the first year and a half, absolutely every single thing was free. And even when we started doing paid events in April, 2019, we did 34 events in 2019 over the space of eight months and half of them were paid, half of them were still free. So even mm -hmm. though we do the odd paid event, we still would do free events. It was still mm -hmm. our heart to help people. And it still is to this day. And, you know, you get to that place in a business where you kind of have to go, all right, cool. Well, I don't want to work in hospitality for the rest of my life. So I do kind of need to make this a business, yeah. but how can I do it and add value to people and still make that impact? And yeah, the pandemic definitely switched it. We had to be I suppose frugal is the word, uh, maybe not frugal, but we had to be experimental. Um, but I'm blessed for what we got given. And I think that when we first started Model Me, people were a bit like, oh, like, I, you mean I can just come? And I used to say to people, like, just come as you are. Like, I don't care how you come, just come. It's never been about the outer appearance for me. It's about your spirit. It's about your soul. Mm. It's about how you turn up in the room and the energy and attitude you've got. And you know, people would be like, oh, but I've got the gym at six. Can I really come at seven in my gym kit? I'd be like, babe, come in your suit. I don't care. And yeah. then it's crazy because you look at the way that racism has grown and prejudice in the last few years. And I have said since the get-go, since 2017, I've said, come as you are. I don't care what you look like. And it couldn't be more relevant today, you know, mm -hmm. to me saying that. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely something that I think creatives weren't expecting i don't think to this day people are like what i don't have to pay you know like <laughs> yeah. still don't expect the help uh but we're on that journey you know yeah for sure i think it's what you say about um having to finance something is really interesting as well how did you sort of initially go about making the events like paid was it more like maybe it was more of a workshop as opposed to say a talk or things like that honestly the attitude energy driving force behind it was the same Mm -hmm. it just got to a place where I knew that we were adding value to people's lives and I just thought let's see let's just see and on I mean I'll never forget doing our first paid event it was the biggest scariest thing I've ever done in my life I was like oh my god no one's gonna come we sold out that event we had it was a it was a bar event with Block who is like I have three favorite brands in the world and Block is one of them um and Block we did a bar event with Block and we did a workshop after so the other thing for me was that as a model, I was constantly invited to, you know, influencer style events. And I would turn up to these events and the girls it was very clicky, very, very clicky. And I just pray that it's not like, like that anymore, but we'll see. It was very clicky. It was very isolating. Imposter syndrome was riddled mm. with me every time. I didn't even want to go. I was like, why would I want to go? Like, I don't care if I'm going to get my Lululemon kit. Like, I just didn't care. So I end up going into these influencer gigs and you get your goodie bag and you'd say hi to the trainer and you'd work out on your own and you'd leave and make no friends. And I wanted to change that. So when fitness is a pillar part, is a, is a pillar, a key part of Model Me. And so we have three pillars aside of mental health and business, which are beauty, fitness and sustainability. And fitness is something that has massively changed my life. It's really helped me. It's, you know, mentally helped me in many ways. And I think it, 
it's still underrated. I know that people probably think, oh yeah, whatever, like sure. I still think it's underrated. Otherwise we'd, the whole world would be in a different place in terms of health. And if you think about that kind of mm. things, but that's another road. So I'll try and stay on track. Um, <laughs> and I, I just would go to like these influencer <laughs> events and be like, that is so dead. Like that's actually so dead. I'm not, I'm mm. not doing that. So at Model Me, it was about you come, you get your kit. So Puma sponsored us a lot. So shout out to Freddie who helped us so much in 2019. Uh, the first event we did, they sent me 3000 pounds worth of kit for 22 people. We sold out our event. We sold tickets for 20, 20, 20 quid, 20 quid. And you got a goodie bag worth 140 quid. We got Puma kit in the goodie bags and all these other things in there so that people, you know, are paying 20 quid for a bar class, a workshop and an amazing goodie bag. But the intention of the whole thing was for you to come and make a friend. And that's mm -hmm. what we did by having a workshop after the workout. You all got sweaty together. Then you sit in the same room and you go, oh my God, that was rough, wasn't it? Yeah, she killed me. <laughs> but then you sit and you work it out when you talk, right? And so when we started doing paid events, honestly, I, I, there's no other explanation I've got for you other than the fact that this company is so blessed and I know God's hand is on it because I got all my venues for free. I never paid for a venue in 2019. And we were doing stuff at Red Bull, Box Park, Block, BXR. I, I paid for the trainer for all of the fitness stuff. And mm -hmm. that was where a lot of the money just went when we made money for the tickets. And, you know, we had expenses with taxis and food for my team and things like goodie bags. But every single venue I got was free. And it was just amazing. Like, I just honestly, I'm the kind of person that if I've got an idea and I can see a vision and I believe it's going to work, Mm -hmm. I like jump off the cliff without knowing how deep the water is. And that's pretty much what I did the whole of 2019. I just kept jumping off cliffs and hoping for mm -hmm. the best. And it kept working, which was hilarious and amazing because it just gave me more confidence. So I'd like, mm -hmm. all right, let's just try that because it worked last time. And of course we failed many times, but you know, I didn't publicize the failings so that people were, oh my God, I'd never want to go to that event. Now mm -hmm. I will, because it's two years on, but, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. wisdom, you know, as a business owner, you'll know this doing what you do. Like you've mm -hmm. got to be careful what you share on social and oversharing used to be my biggest problem. Mm -hmm. Thank God I've changed, but yeah. So. Yeah. What would you say? Um, because I think it is useful as people start to set up these things and, and kind of make their own, their own path as to what failures can kind of happen or, or, roadblocks that can kind of come up what would you say a, a couple that were maybe quite a big stumbling block for you or for the company I think that the misconception that you need money to start a business like it's just a lie like mm -hmm. I had I still have we still haven't made money as a business right because mm -hmm. the pandemic completely flipped us upside down and I'm like, okay, we're sitting here and saying that like three years into my business, we just celebrated our third birthday in March because nobody else does that. And mm. we, we painted this picture that you'll start a business, you'll make loads of money, you'll be a successful entrepreneur, you'll sell your business forever, however much. And that is just not true. Like it's mm -hmm. not true. I only just grasped the concept of selling your company last year. Up to that point, I was like, I'm never going to sell my business. It's part of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, <laughs> Of course, you know, you look at what Kylie Jenner's done, like you think what you want about the Kardashians, they're fantastic businesswomen, no doubt about it. And, you yeah. know, she sold 49% of her company. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but like that was a big deal for her to be able to do that girl that made her millions, you know, like mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing to sell your business. But yeah, I think one of my things would be that you need money to start. Like I didn't, I invested a lot of my own money, but I also... I had passion behind what I do. And I think if you start a business because you want to make money, you're in the wrong business mm -hmm. because I know the reason I got, you know, we have partnerships with people like Puma, Huel, Allbirds, BXR, Cano Water. I could, you know, we've got like 88 brands on our spectrum from that one year. And we still, you know, I'm still in relationships with them. I didn't build that relationship with them because I paid them. I had mm. no PR. We've never done paid marketing. I've never done Facebook ads, none of that stuff. I got those people to say yes to partnering with Model Me because of me, because mm -hmm. of my passion, because of my voice, because I'm nosy as hell. So I work <laughs> in hospitality and, you know, when I met the owner, when I met the CEO of Huel, he came in with a Huel bag and I was like, hey, I've never tried Huel. How is it? How's it? And that wasn't a pitch. I was just being nosy because that's who I am. And he was like, oh, what's your address? I'll send you some. And I was like, oh, oh, really? Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and, and that's just how it happened. And I think 
obviously I'm an extrovert, right? I mean, the pandemic kind of made me introvert, extrovert, but I'm definitely an extrovert. And so I haven't got a problem. Put me in a room where I know no one, I'll come out Mm. with 10 friends, right? Like that's who I am. But, and I'm not saying that everybody has to be that extrovert to start a business, but know your strengths, Mm. know your weaknesses, know your strengths. And I think that a big problem with people in business. And when I talk about people in business, every creative in themselves, if you're an actor, you are a business. Mm -hmm. That is a business. If you're a model, Mm -hmm. you are a business. And we don't get taught that. Nobody Mm -hmm. teaches you that. And if you treated yourself like a business, you probably wouldn't get the pee taken out of you so much is the truth. Mm -hmm. And you'd have boundaries in place. You'd have principles, you'd have values, you know, and all of that has shaped me and changed me and made my company what it is. And I think that when I started doing what we did with the events and stuff and just wanting goodies. We had someone send us products from Australia. Like I didn't know her. She found me on Instagram. We had a thousand Mm. followers. Like we didn't, you know what I mean? We were not big. We didn't have the beautiful photography that we have now. It was iPhone footage. And I'm not talking iPhone 12 footage. I'm talking (laughs) iPhone nine footage, whatever that was. What it was today. (laughs) So I think for me, it's about, if you've got an idea, you've got to have a vision. You've got to know your why got to have passion and you've got to be able to talk about it until the sun goes down because people are going to meet you and they're going to feel you know that presence like people know when I'm there like I make sure they know that I'm there like yeah and they'll come back to work and I'll be like hey how are you and if the you know the partnership (laughs) didn't work yet don't worry the partnership's going to work one day because no there's just no I just don't believe that like for me it was like there's no way. Why would you say no? Actually, mm. you're missing out. If you don't want to work with model me, cool. That's on you. You're going to call me in five years and be like, you know what, Natasha, yeah. we should do an event together. Like, and I think when you've got that kind of attitude and that's not ego, that's no. yeah. and that's knowing that you've got something. I know we've got a solution. I know people need this. I know that. So I yeah. think my biggest thing would be yeah, the, the misconception of money. I think that people don't believe in themselves enough either. And we don't invest in ourselves enough with mental health. And I think that is literally the pinnacle of everything, really, if you mm-hmm. believe in yourself. I don't believe, I'm reading this great book called Garden City by John Mark Comer. And he talks about how we live in such a first world country to be able to say, you know, he said he grew up in a culture where you say, um, if you work hard enough, you can be anything. Like mm. there are so many places in the world where they can't say that to themselves, mm, you know? Yeah. And we are very blessed to live in a country where we can actually do a job with it we like. Even if, you know, you don't like working in the shop, find a shop you do like to work mm-hmm. in. Like it's it sounds, it sounds crazy to say that, but I think for me, it's like, I feel yeah. so blessed that with Model Me, I feel like, you know, I know that this is needed. It's necessary. I think the other the other huge problem that I will say is communication. People mm-hmm. don't have boundaries in their life. They don't have values. And they will let people walk all over them because they want to please people. Quit mm-hmm. being a people pleaser. Start pleasing yourself. And not from an arrogant, ego, selfish perspective, but actually from a place of love for other people. Because mm-hmm. if you love other people, you will respect them enough to tell them, actually, I don't want to work with you because I didn't like how you worked on that project last time. And I think as creatives, we're so scared to tell people what we really think of each other Mm. sometimes. And it's not personal, like detach yourself from your work. If someone doesn't like a modeling picture of you, they're not saying, hey girl, you're ugly. They're just saying they don't like that style of image of you and they want to shoot something else. And I think we're so offended now, like live in such offense. And I think communication's huge. I think believing in yourself is huge, but you know, there's so many layers to that. So I'm just going to pause because there's so many layers. (laughs) I think it's so interesting, isn't it, that we, and we've had this conversation quite a lot on the podcast about how we are really able to sell a product. Like if you Mm. gave me, I don't know, a mic to sell, I'd probably be able to do it and I keep posting on my Instagram constantly. But then as soon as you have to just post about yourself and your personal brand, it's really difficult. And I think it is building that passion for yourself and what you do and the energy and everything you bring. And I think that's, that's the thing is that brands can see that and Mm. other people who want to work with you can see that. And, but I think it is like with social media, especially we've got this sort of like hustle. We have that hustle culture, which is being so discussed now. And it is that thing of going, Oh, 5k month, 10k month. It's like, what Mm. does that mean? What do you get out of that 5k month for yourself personally? And I think I I've kind of had a situation where someone's been talking about 5k month, 10k month to me constantly. And I've been like, but as a personal trainer, what do I get? What do my clients get out of that? What do I get out of that? Yeah. Other than than this random figure that I've 
decided. And I what think is that? Five k month, ten k month. You you got five thousand pound in your bank account each month. Like you know, like it's raising. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's just I'm it's so just, like not there. That's the thing. And it's <laughs> like, like, well, I, it, that's the thing. I I just I was just I'm just sat there. And I'm like I that's not what I want. That's not why I went into this industry. It's not why mm. I'm here. And like, I, I really hope that's why a lot of other people in these industries aren't here as well. And I think we really like, once you detach yourself from that financial side of it, it can, it's, the, it's, the, it's exactly the thing that you were saying. It's the why it's, why yeah. are you doing it? What is it for? Who is it for? Mm. And if it's, if, if, if the goal is just for yourself, then it's not, it's not the right one. If, mm. if it's just about how much finance you're kind of bringing in or, or, or that just that side of it, then it's, then it's the wrong thing in my opinion. And I think people can see that. And so when you're posting about yourself in that way, that is purely ego driven and finance driven, yeah. then that really, really comes across. And I think when things are coming from, as we've also spoken about a lot that authentic, authentic place then yeah. you can't you can't mistake that and people are and which is why I think you know you were saying you've not had to pay for any venues and things like that people people are attracted to that and I think especially now more than ever I think coming out of this year I think people are really really attracted to that is that authenticity um, yeah it's that kind of this is this is who I am this is the brand this is what we want to do and people go yeah cool let's do it like we've been really surprised yeah. at some of the people that have agreed to already come on the podcast yourself included you know we have what three 300 not even 300 followers we've literally only just started and there's been some incredible people already being like no this is a really cool idea and we really enjoy what you're doing and that is that's the thing it's just like helping other people yeah yeah and on that I think one thing is I never took it for granted, you know, in terms of the everything we got blessed with, I never took it for granted. And, you know, I remember we did these events at Box Park. We did two events back to back. We did something pretty crazy. Ten events in five days in September 2019. Everything was free. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know to this day how I managed to pay for everyone to have lunch and Uber. And I don't know how I afforded it. Like for real, I was not earning anything myself. And somehow we made it work. And I paid my photographer and videographer for the whole week. It was crazy. Um, but I went back in and took the guy's goodie bags. You know, I, I took time out of my day to go and do that. And they were like, wow, no one's ever done this. I'm like, your box park, you do events mm -hmm. for a living and no one's ever done this. Like be a person that actually, I mean, be yourself, number one, but also be a person that people will remember for all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think for me on the numbers thing that you're saying with Instagram, this is, a, this is something I've said, I think for two years and I just oh my God, I just love, I love when I get the opportunity to say it because it's so vital and I swear by it. So for me at Model Me, it's always been about the one. If one person listens to this podcast and one person gets inspired by it, that one person is enough. I don't mm -hmm. need thousands and millions of people to, you know, to have their lives changed from something that I say. But if one person gets inspired, cool, my job is done. And mm -hmm. I think that what, Another thing that our generation particularly kind of, I think, suffers with is this uh, validation, you know, validation of numbers on Instagram and it not really meaning anything anymore because brands paid for, you know, all that season that we had where everyone was paying for numbers. So who even knows what's natural anymore? Mm. And for me, it's like, it's always about the one. And I promise you doing all the events that we've done, filling a room with 25 people is the hardest thing ever. So if you've got 300 followers, honestly, don't take it for granted. Not saying that you are, but I mean, people no, listen, no. oh, you know, I've only got 50 followers or I've only got 3000 followers. And, you know, sometimes people go, wow, you've got nearly 10,000 followers. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's amazing. 10,000 people care. I'm like, it's crazy. But my point being is that, you know, if I have three people watch my story, I think, wow, three people took time out of their day to pay attention to what Model Me is doing. And I think that's such an incredible feat. And we're so it's so skewed we've lost you know the idea of what numbers is like you try and fill a room with 300 people I promise you most mm. people can't do it because mm. it's the hardest thing ever even if the event's free it, we most of our stuff was free we never got more than 50 60 people in the room because yeah. it's just so people are busy they've got so many options now with especially like you know, pre-pandemic, there was just so much to do all the time. I think now what the pandemic has done is gifted a lot of people with the sentiment of what is actually really important and what do I actually really want to spend my time with? And I think mm -hmm. one of my biggest lessons from the pandemic was what content am I consuming? And mm -hmm. I don't mean mm -hmm. content from a place of what am I reading? I mean, 
What WhatsApp groups am I in? What friends do I have? What books do I read? Do I read the news? What TV shows do I watch? Like I love football, right? But I have to be careful. If I watch too much football, I get a bit like, oh my God. And I get really kind of just heavily into it and it becomes my God, right? And you've got to be careful what you idolize. And I think my favorite phrase, my favorite three words are check your circle. And that means your friend circle, your content circle, your like your everything circle, mm. what you're eating, what you're training, all of it. And it all links back to, it's crazy because this is all kind of integral part of Model Me, even though it sounds like we're going off. It's like, this is what I built Model Me out of, you know? Yeah, it's so you. important. Like the circle thing. We were literally yeah. having a conversation about this this afternoon. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. If, you meet, if you meet someone, like a friend, whatever, that like you meet... If you spend time with someone and you leave feeling like energized, inspired, and like you might not even talk about something important, but if you just leave feeling like you've shared ideas and been inspired, and that's so important. And I think that's something that we can lose, um, especially through like social media. And yeah. like, kind of going back to what you were saying about like influencer events and stuff like that. Like I work in the fitness industry, I've experienced so many of those. And like maybe I've even been like the trainer in one of those mm-hmm. and experienced like some imposter syndrome that maybe I'm not fit enough to be yeah. the trainer in this event. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, yeah. And I think it's so important to create these communities mm. yeah. because it's just the most important thing. Like really. People, man. People just yeah. need people. Yeah. Yeah, I think also just during the pandemic, especially, I think, you know, what what we were consuming in terms of what we were listening to, what we're reading, what we're taking in, who our friends are, everything became heightened in the way that you looked at it. So it was just it was becoming, you know, more refined in in that way. So anything that I was listening to, any kind of YouTube things, any show what what tv shows what everything that you were just saying then is everything that throughout this entire year I've been kind of monitoring on and off as to what what it is and how I feel when I've left every situation whether that's something I've listened to watched who I've been with um so it is it is that thing but I think I I hope that everyone's kind of done that in some in some small way even if it's not in all of those ways then I think just the little just checking in because how you feel is going to project onto everything that you do yeah that's yeah you just hit the nail on the head like that's yeah you're you're talking the money talk right now like that is so (laughs) so vital people have no idea on how you know reading the news first thing in the morning can affect your whole day you know Mm -hmm. oh god yeah yeah making your bed forget making your bed what about (laughs) stuff you need in the morning yeah 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 Instagram like it's crazy I just went back to work and they told me three days before I was going back that I was going back and there was me sitting sitting there thinking I was going to be CEO full-time for the next five weeks before I even think about my schedule changing Uh -uh. uh-uh but I trust the timing you know I trust God I trust God's timing and I went back to work and actually it's been amazing I don't know what anyone else has been doing because I've not been on social and it's I just go on social to do what I need to do for model me and then leave I've had some other personal stuff kind of really rock my world upside down and that always forces me to go offline I like Mm -hmm. used to be someone that would you know, share and process and deal online. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I have learned for me, that is not the way I want to live mm-hmm. my life. And yeah. I actually feel so much better when I don't do that. And I don't mind sharing about issues that I've gone through, not explicitly, but how I kind of got through them, you know, after the fact, but I think going through them and there's, there's wisdom in that. And I like, I don't do this on my own. I've got mentors. I've got people that guide me through literal life, like wouldn't be able to live without them. And one of my mentors taught me that. And she helped me so much with stopping oversharing, not just online, but with people. And also from a place of like, you know, I don't need to process online with people. And actually I used to kind of think everyone would notice. And I had that mm. like, oh my God, because I am so vocal and I am so online and I am so like naturally I am kind of that person that will be like hiya like that's it's not not really a front that's just me like that's who I am but there are also when I'm going through it I just can't like lately I've not even been able to make a video I think I did one for the first time in like three weeks the other day and I was like that was weird forgot how much and I enjoy it I do enjoy it which is why I do like going on social but I think you know sometimes we've got to check ourselves and say okay but why am I doing this who am I doing it for you know content creating content like that the truth is it can feel like you're you get in a trap of people pleasing and you have to Mm -hmm. check yourself and go 
you know what? I don't owe it to anyone. And I think when you like run a business like I do with Model Me, where I am, you know, the CEO, I, I am kind of the face of it in so many ways. Like I do feel a pressure where I'm like, oh, I have to show up. I have to do this. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I still do to a degree, but I've just found other ways of doing it when I physically feel I cannot go on video, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting what we, how we monitor what we choose to share. Because I think I've personally had experiences where I've like shared things that I've gone through in the past, but I don't know if I could ever share something that I'm going through right now. Like if yeah. I'd been um, going through it like a couple of months ago, I don't know if I could have shared that on Instagram, but I can definitely, I definitely feel like I'm able to share stuff like I've healed from, but I think mm. we do, we can fall into a trap of like being like this almost fake authenticity mm, where yeah. we feel that we have to be like, by the way, guys, I'm like not doing very well right now. And yeah. it's like, A, like just tell your friends or tell your family yeah. and tell your therapist if you've got one, but don't, like you don't need to tell these people that you don't really know because it isn't, it's actually not that authentic because you're not sharing the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And in a weird way though, I think there's an, there's an element of, it's fa- it really just I mean I said it before but validation is huge in this because mm. people maybe don't feel they can go to their closest friends or family I know I felt mm-hmm. like that in the past like I know I've shared stuff on Instagram when I haven't shared it with my I have three sisters who yeah and and my mom and who I just yeah love love to death would do anything for them but there used to be a time a few years ago where I wouldn't open up with them about stuff I was going through and I think now I understand that I have certain you know, whether it be friends or mentors or family, I go to different people for different things. And I just, I'm so blessed with the circle of people that I've got around me that have got my back that I know Mm. are there for me. And it's like, I don't know if I had that a few years ago. And so 2017, maybe I did share too much on social because I didn't know who I could go to. And even though, you know, in 2017, I would have been how old? I'm 28 now. So I would have been 24. And you know, when you're 24, you think, mm. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not old enough. I'm mature. I know, you know, I graduated. <laughs> I went to uni. I don't live at home. Like, cool. You think you, you know, you know, not everything, but you think you know yourself. And yeah, the truth is I was so far from knowing myself. Like even now I'm still learning. And I think we never stop learning is the truth, but I think it takes to maybe you're after like 26 for you to kind of understand and realize that, oh, okay, I still make dumb mistakes. Yeah. I still do dumb shit. I, I, you know, I still say the wrong stuff and don't want to listen when I should listen. And I think, yeah, validation is a huge part of it, but also I think it, it comes from, it's quite sad, but I think it comes from a place of like seeking um, comfort in the wrong places. And that was me. Definitely. Mm. I used to, I mean, I won't go down this segue because this is a whole other conversation, but I used to seek comfort in men. That used to be my thing. Men would be my rock. And I've never really been someone that slept around or dated loads of guys, but long-term boyfriends, yes, that was my favorite thing. And so (laughs) I would go from one long-term boyfriend to another long-term boyfriend Mm -hmm. and, you know, they become your rock. And I'm not saying, trust me, that I want to get married. Like that is my, of course, of course I want that for my life. And I do believe that there is um, holiness in that, but I also think that the massive issue we have in culture today is that men and women are looking to each other for validation, for wholeness, for security. And the truth is, if you really want a relationship that's going to last, that's going to, you know, go through marriage, go through marriage is not easy. Why do you think there's so many people that go through divorce? In my opinion, it's because they don't try hard enough to keep the marriage working. And I can only say that from people I've, you know, friends with and get mentored by. And I think that, it's so interesting because where is the people in culture today talking about, you know, finding security in yourself? For me, it's in God. You know, where are you finding the security before you go and find a man? Right. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that. Why don't we talk yeah. about that? Like that shit drives me mad. But, you know, one day I'll talk more about relationships. Um, I just in this moment in time, actually, relationships is something I don't talk about on my social. Like, yeah. you wouldn't know if I was dating someone because I wouldn't tell you. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, how yeah. it is for me, you know? Yeah, it's so important to have those boundaries, though. Um, yeah. and just, a, a, just a question that I kind of want to ask you before we kind of come to the end, because we'll we'll come back to this a little bit on the couple of end end couple of questions. But what do you see happening for Model Me over the next over the next year? What's your What's your goal for for Model Me? Well, it's funny when I think about Model Me, it just make when I think about the vision of Model Me, it just makes me grin because. 
I'll never forget what God placed on my heart back in 2018. And, you know, even before I went to Milan, the vision that I had for wanting to help people, like it's still like, that's my burning kind of fire inside of me. And that is what keeps me going is that imagine if I could just help one girl not starve herself, like really that's the core of it you know even though it's so much bigger than that now and there's so much more complexity and layers and avenues to it and people you can help in different ways you know the younger girl in me the 2017 year old me who went to Milan and was completely alone living with two girls in a box and starving herself and didn't know any better like what if I could just help her you know and we don't really do much for models directly right now it's something I definitely want to do more but it's more that we just want to take that focus on that mental health and business. Um, so I think for the next kind of year, I mean, I definitely want to focus on our digital positioning. I want to grow our ambassador program. We've got 28 ambassadors now in places like um, South, we've got three girls in South Africa, which is a bit crazy. Something's happening in South Africa for us, South Africa or different parts of Europe, um, Hong Kong, America. I'd love to have people uh, in every country in the world. Like that's like the goal to have mm-hmm. an ambassador in every country because culture is different everywhere you go. Uh, you know, the culture in Italy is very different to the culture in France. So I think I don't want to be uh, ignorant to that. So I think, yeah, for me, it's definitely growing our ambassador program, helping more people, understanding cultures all over the world, what do creators need in different cities, different places. Yeah. Um, and I think really just to continue being that safe space for creatives um, in whatever way that looks. I think right now it's digital. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of exciting things coming up um, in the sense of we're going to launch a business program that we're going to do. Um, we're, we're literally halving the price in half because I just want to help people really. So we're doing a business program with a great friend of mine called Dan Mordhub, who's one of my business mentors. And um, it's a 10 week accelerator program it, to enter the program. We're screening everyone because you need to already have an idea. So mm-hmm. it's when you've got the idea and when you want to know how to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to launch hopefully within the next few months coaching programs within model me so mental health coaching we're about to launch an identity series which will really help people understand who they are why they do what they do literally everything we spoke about today pretty much yeah um, so there are a few things we've got coming up but yeah we predominantly I just I just really want to keep growing digitally online I want people to know that we're that safe space and I'm sure we'll do a couple of uh, physical events again. Like I'm trying really hard not to say anything about them. We do have a couple of things in the pipeline, but I want to help people all over the world. Really. I, I want to help people everywhere. I think the pandemic gifted me with that. And I definitely don't want to take that for granted. And mm-hmm. I think there's, there's certainly a magic about being in real life with a, another human being though. And I think we have always felt the same way about that since 2018. And we still feel the same way now, me and my business partner, Rebecca, feel very passionate about getting people in the same room and being able to speak truth to people's souls. That's literally how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, so predominantly, I know that's such a lofty answer, but um, at the moment we're in like a really kind of interesting transition period where sure. we've just launched this new platform, uh, which you can all join for free. Um, it's modelme.mn.co. Um, and that's where we do all our events out of. We put all of our exclusive webinars on there, but also recordings from all our events as well. And obviously you can connect with other creatives. Nice. Amazing. Kind of leading on a little bit from that, um, a bit more of a, a broad question. What was after the pandemic, as we're coming out of it now, what would you kind of like to see in the future of just creative industries in general? Obviously, that's a massive question. Oh, I like it, though. <laughs> you can go any way, right? Yeah. I think that one of the things I, I feel really passionate about with Model Me is helping creatives get paid fairly and get paid well. Mm-hmm. So I hope that that's a culture shift. That I mean, I hope it is. I've mm-hmm. got quite a few friends that are, for me, pioneers of the creative industry um, who I, who I know are working towards that same kind of goal in, in their own ways. One of them's a creative director. So he does that in a different way to how, you know, I would do it with model me. Um, but I think, yeah, payment and how people get paid and, and how they get treated. I think payment is one thing, but that links to being treatment because, you know, you, you don't realize how much of this world functions from a creative perspective, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, Gone is the days where um, creatives are taken advantage of. I pray, that's what I pray for. Gone are those days. I do hope, I am a bit of a mad optimist, so I'm sure someone will come at me and be like, actually, you're wrong. Um, 
but I, I, hope, I hope we're shifting from that. So I, I say that with caution. I hope we shift from it. Um, for me, I think, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. I think payment, I mean, support. And obviously that's really what I want model me to be. That's really what we are to this day, always have been, but will be even more so is that support system. I think, you know, we have a dream of having a physical building one day, which uh, doesn't even, it's so weird when I say that, cause it doesn't even, you know, sometimes you say such lofty, cra- crazy visions and I'm like, nah, that's going to happen. Like, I just know it will because what we have needs to exist. Like, yeah. You can name your members clubs. Like, I mean, I work at one of them. You can name your members clubs, but like, do they actually do what a creative needs? Hmm. Questionable. So, uh, yeah, for me, I I hope that creatives learn how to just be kinder to each other. I think humans Mm -hmm. have learned that after a pandemic. Um, And that's really just what I I hope for. That's uh, that's why I hope we can teach people with Model Me as well that, you know, you can come, doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. One of the Mm -hmm. reasons I wanted us to do events in the first place was because I was either going to influencer events or events where I felt like I needed to be someone with a business card and look look a certain way. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted Model Me to be was, you know, a, a melting mix pot of magic. Like I just wanted everyone from everywhere to be able to come it didn't matter if you didn't even speak English very well just come you know like Mm -hmm. you'll make a friend and then who knows where that will go and that's really why I built the ambassador program because I could see that people in the creative industry were unfulfilled and I thought wow what if they could work with model me I could give them something to help them feel fulfilled which would help them with their career and that's Mm -hmm. what we've done and it's yeah just been a blessing I never thought we'd be able to do what we've done with that either and yeah, I'm excited. I think we're in a really good time. I think let's all be kind to each other. Let's all have grace for each other, please. And let's be honest. Let's communicate. Let's talk. Like, yeah, I love what your podcast is called. Are you okay? Like, actually, are you okay? Like, is this okay? Is this project okay? Is it working? Yeah. Like, let's get comfortable with having those hard conversations because they're actually a blessing. They don't look like it at the beginning, but they are. Yeah, that kind of brings us really, really <laughs> nicely on to a question that we've been asking everyone because it is so it is so important and it is a question that everyone brushes over. And I think, you know, even before this year, it was important, but I think especially now it is important to check in with people and actually ask the question, you know, are you okay? So yeah, we're asking that to you. Are you okay? How are you doing? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I think that um, it's such a good, that's why I like what your podcast is called because I am one of those people that will walk into work and I'll be like, hey, how are you doing? And we all do like, yeah, yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. And I have tried to be someone like before the pandemic and I suppose even recently as well that kind of stops and looks at them and takes them in for a sec and says, Mm. hey, how are you doing? And even if they answer the same way they would if I was walking and talking, it's that, and I don't always do it. I'm not perfect, but it's that concept that moment of time where you actually took the time to stand literally and look at someone for five seconds and just take mm-hmm. that five seconds and go, how are you doing? You know? And I think yeah. that's really powerful. Um, so I do try, I do try and be like that myself. And I, I try and catch myself when I answer and go, yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. And I do it obviously all the time. Um, I love it when I say, yeah, I'm cool. Like, what does cool even mean? That's so cool today. (laughs) I know I do that. Like, and I do it all, especially at work. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Thanks. And I'll just walk off. But yeah, how am I? I'm good. I mean, I've got some pretty mad stuff happening. Like that kind of, um, yeah, feels like I'm in the valley. Let's say it that way. You've got the valley Mm -hmm. and the mountaintop, right? I've definitely got some stuff that make me feel like I'm in the valley. But the reason why... I mean, for me, like, it just comes down to my faith again. Like, you know, God never told us it would be easy. You know, literally, he never said it would be easy. He never said that this human life that we live on was going to be a a ride in the park. It was going to be, you know, wonderful and amazing and that we weren't going to get persecuted. Like, he never said that. And so for me, I really try and rely on my faith in those moments and rely on, you know, on the life that Jesus lived and how Jesus got attacked and, and all the things that feel that in ways that I can be attacked. I just try and tell myself like, cool, if I'm being attacked, that means something good is about to happen because Mm. there's a scripture that I have on my phone, which is consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And it's from James. And I just, I try and live by that, you know, because it's like, 
it's not going to be easy you know when mm. your job is going really well when your work is going well your business might not be and your relationship might not be but you know your job is right and and then it can flip and I think that's why it's important like we said at the very beginning to not let your identity be so heavily in a job that could go wrong mm -hmm. at any moment um and I just think it's important to I try and one of the things I try and do is still that I learned in the pandemic is rest um I still try and sleep enough I still try and sit still I still try and take time for myself have silence let myself you know something someone said to me a couple of years ago that I'll never forget is God is not a shouty loud voice God is a still whisper in your ear and so in order to hear that still whisper I've got to sit still so that's hard for someone like me I like being mm -hmm. busy um but yeah that would probably be my answer is that it's okay if you're feeling like you're being attacked right now just you know keep going through the valley the only way through is through right yeah like the only way through is through so yeah thank you for asking how are you good we're good yeah I think it's <laughs> we answer as we yeah are. we, yeah, we <laughs> are good I <laughs> that's where we've got to <laughs> no I'm I'm good um yeah I think just coming out of lockdown is is starting to feel nice and it's it's putting those things into action that we've I think spent the last 12 months doing and and uh taking in and I think whilst things start to lift I think it's really important to still take those moments like you said of still of mm. you know we had so much of it over the last 12 months and I think Beautiful. keeping that is super important and also getting outside for me is a huge huge thing yeah. um and it's got to be part of pretty much my everyday yeah. um so yeah in terms of like myself and like where I'm at I feel good um you know and I hope that we can all continue to bring in the lessons over the last 12 months mm. yeah um, I think that's the same for me it's like really trying I took a lot of time to do a lot of healing and inner work over the last 12 months, which I think a lot of us did, especially as like creatives who maybe had a bit more time than the people who suddenly had to go nine to five working from home in their kitchen. Um, yeah. And I think one really big thing that came up for me in the last like three months is that when I'm not busy, I can sometimes slip back into like quite old patterns. So I think at the moment I'm trying to really work through learning how to be still and yeah. be properly still and not be pretending I'm still because I feel like I can do that quite, quite well and be like yeah yeah I'm not doing that much but actually I'm doing a lot of things which are quite self-destructive is the wrong word but yeah. just like on that not actually not actually doing what I would what authentically really want to be doing mm -hmm. so I think I feel like I'm I've released some stuff last week and I feel really good today yeah. so yeah actually really good <laughs> I think that's so wise what you just said. And I think it's so incredible how honest you're being with yourself because it's hard, you know, to mm -hmm. sit with yourself can be so uncomfortable. And mm, I'm yeah. sure someone's going to listen to this and be like, I can't sit with myself because I don't like myself, you know? And mm. I think, I, I, you know, we're not, we're not saying that, you know, stillness is going to solve everything, but there's a book called Silence by Erling Kag that I read and was recommended to by a director friend of mine. He recommended it to me because he thought it would help me with my acting. Definitely did. So great mm -hmm. recommendation. But it was it's such a good little book and it's like little chapters. And yeah, I don't even want to ruin it, but I just highly recommend that because it's that concept of letting the silence speak. Because if yeah. you sit still long enough, the silence will speak. But it's do you even give the silence time to speak? Oh, love it and what yeah, you just said yeah so, so good and it's not always it's not always it's a lot of the time it's actually uncomfortable when you are mm. going through those those shifts and those healing moments and those you know all of all of the stuff that we've spoken about isn't particularly comfortable it's actually it's really yeah. it's really difficult it's like and hard what, stuff kind of what you were saying about when you're being challenged it is almost like when you're being challenged you are growing in mm, some way yeah. And yeah. that's, you can take so much comfort from that. that yeah. If you're just kind of pootling along and you're not going to really come under many problems, but if you're like really trying to push for change and like to create something, then of course you're going to come into some challenges. Um, mm. Just going on from you saying about that book, which I definitely need to read. Mm. Um, yeah. Have you got anything else that's inspiring you at the moment? So we're kind of asking everyone this, like maybe it's a book, TV show, literally anything. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm reading a couple of great books at the moment. I'm reading, um, I mean, I read the silence book that I told you. Mm. I'm reading a book called Garden City that I mentioned earlier, which looks mm. like this, which I'm obsessed with. It's just made me question my whole existence. I've got to be really honest with you. Like the other day, I read it yesterday and I was like, who am I? What am I doing? <laughs> and it is literally that kind of book. But he warns you at the beginning. He says, if you're not ready to question things, put this book down. And I yeah. love that, that, that yeah. free warning, you know? Um, I would say what inspires me? I think that definitely like taking time for myself and being able to sit and, and look at this. I mean, I definitely got to say the last few weeks, I mean, if my sisters listen to this, I'm not sure they ever will, but my sisters really inspire me. Like we've been going through something that has had to pull us together. And, you know, it's actually incredible because one of my sisters is pregnant and also has a two year old and she is just exceptional. And she's my younger sister, you know, so I've got a 20 year old sister, 26, I'm 28. My older sister is 33. And we've been very close the last couple of years, but this has just been amazing how we've just mm. bonded in ways that, you know, we don't agree all the time, but it's cool because we're on the same mission to get this help for each other and, and support each other, you know? And so, yeah, I would say my sisters have really inspired me, the strength I've seen in all of them, but especially the, the maturity that I've seen in my 20 year old sister, who really is a baby still in my eyes. She's not a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and my two younger sisters work in the NHS and last year they just constantly inspired me how they were telling me stories and then you know I'd have a down day and be like I've been on my own all day and they'd be like oh well this happened in hospital today and I'd be like oh my god who am I um but of course it's all relative so I would say yeah I'm reading some great stuff which is really helping me fill my mind with the right things which I think is important mm -hmm. um I've been going back to church in the physical I don't believe church has to be a building you know church can be anywhere where you are like God is with all of us all the time so I don't want people to have that you know uh, misconception oh I have to go to church no, no no you don't but that's been really amazing because of the fellowship aspect so I've really enjoyed that and I think yeah my my business partner Rebecca really inspires me she's a mom she became a mom last year and the way that she helps me organize my life when it comes to business um and obviously she was on maternity leave last year like I literally was like don't come back you've got to focus on having your baby you know who I also love to bits but it's incredible having her with me lately in the way that when we get together and we think about what do creators need and she's a makeup artist uh, by trade and has been for years and so now we're talking about the beauty industry and we've never really taken that focus mm -hmm. and now I'm so excited because yeah, we've got some really cool things happening with some massive brands that we just could only ever dream of working with. And it's just incredible that we've even been able to have the conversations lately. And I think that, like you said earlier, your circle is everything. And I'm mm -hmm. so blessed that I've got people around me that inspire me. And that really is, I think my everyday inspiration is either be because they're inspiring me with what they're doing or because I want to do it for them, you know? And so I think for me, that's why you've got to be so careful on who you hang out with because it can make or break your whole life. Yeah. Um, yeah Natasha, sure. thank you so much. This no is way, so thank great. You. Yeah, and if amazing. you could just give us a little rundown for the people listening for where they can find you, a little plug of all of that stuff. So my name on Instagram is Natasha Minter, M-I-N-T-E-R. Um, and model underscore me is the model me Instagram. It's probably easier mm -hmm. to find one of those and then click on the link tree. Uh, if you want to become a member and have access to all of the content that we're um, posting, you know, free recorded, watch whenever you want. It's uh, either download the app Mighty Networks and type in model me and there you then you're in. Or you can just click on the link tree, but it's just modelme.mn.co. So, yeah, that's pretty much it's Instagram and the platform for me. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank Natasha. you so much. You're amazing. Thank you guys. This is amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. I absolutely loved that. I mean, I knew that I would because Natasha just seemed great on Instagram and everything that she was doing with her business. And I think it's self-explanatory, I think, in everything that we spoke about. Yeah, I mean, I think when, like I said in the intro, when we came across Model Me, I just knew it was something that was very aligned with what we want to be doing. And yeah. I think Natasha's passion and creativity in helping creatives, like mm -hmm. the way she partners with different brands, I just think is really amazing and I just think it's something that can help 
everyone within any sort of creative industry yeah absolutely um so just that being said guys if you want to share subscribe um like, like whatever you want whatever do. you want to do <laughs> with it um just to help us grow we'd honestly really appreciate it if you are enjoying it so thank you so much and we hope you enjoy the episode yeah we release new episodes every wednesday and just keep listening <laughs>